0: Hello and welcome to J-Waves. It is I, the Corpus Christi Joker. Today's episode is a conversation about a series on Netflix that has season 1, season 2 from 2018 to 2019. And if you haven't seen it yet, you should sit down and binge watch it right now. It's a series on Netflix called You. I have to give credit to my sister because she told me right when it came out that I should watch it. But due to my schedule and how busy I am, I never had a chance to sit down and do it. Once I did, I watched... All of season one and all of season two in the span of three days, so I really got into it pretty heavily, and it was perfect timing because season two had just dropped, so I got to have no none of the wait that I have to that I have to do now that season two is over. Now I have to wait until season three, so I'm feeling that that uh, I don't know apprehension. I, I gotta know what's gonna be next for the show. Um, with me today, I have my special guest, which is David Fuentes. Hi, David. How are you doing? What's up, man? How are you? And we're gonna be talking about season one, season two, spoiler review, spoiler talk, a conversation about you—not you, but the show you. You, um, <laughs> you. The show synopsis, I guess, would say, uh, is about a guy named Joe Goldberg who is a bookstore manager in New York, and he—it's kind of his inner workings, like his mind, uh, how he thinks, and he maybe. I don't want to say he's a serial killer, but he may be a killer, and he also is a psychopath, and he has some other stuff going on with him, but... Crazy. he's He's crazy. <laughs> but I don't know how crazy he really is. I mean, besides the killing part, he's not really any okay. different than any than you and I. So it's kind of interesting, <laughs> but um, in the first season, he meets this girl named Buenavir Beck, and... He obsessed with her, and he wants to learn everything about her. So before he even talks to her, uh, the episodes leading up to the meeting, he basically stalks her, everything, social media, all those things. And my question to you, my first question to you, <laughs> of many, is what did Go you think it. of Gwen of your Did you like her? Did you not like her?
1: Go. Well, again, at the beginning, it's very unsuspecting. You just see him, look at this girl, and you're like, oh, he's interested in this girl. And he goes through all these different things in his head, you know. And it's a very, again, unsuspecting. So when you look at her for the first time, you're like, oh, cool. It's just a girl in the bookstore checking things out. She's maybe a college student. We don't know yet. For so sure. you liked her at first. Yeah, I mean, because she looks very wholesome, mm-hmm. you know. You don't know anything about her. You just see her. That first appearance, and usually that's what everybody sees. And that's kind
0: appearance. of the same when you meet Joe too, right? Because You don't really know anything about right. Joe exactly. at this point. <laughs> 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 so in the beginning, you like whenever. So let, let's no spoiler yet, but at the end of the series, did you? How did? No, the middle of the series. How did you feel about her? once you learned? Let me say this: after the subway scene where he saves her from the subway, right? How did you feel about her then?
1: I don't know how to feel about her just yet. Because you start seeing more sides to her. Yeah. But you don't see how he sees her. Right. You understand what I mean? Yes. So, when you're watching this unfold with her, you're seeing his version of her, and then you're seeing the real side of her. Right. So, it's kind of a toss-up. Because you're, you're really seeing a human being. You're not just seeing the idea of the human being, so. For you to ask me, what do I think about her? Well, she's an average person. That's what I thought about her at the, at that time. Yeah, because she seemed like what is, out there right now. Right, it's the typical person what you would actually run into nowadays. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, her being a,
0: a writer or a a wannabe writer did that that make you more
1: interested in her or less interested or it didn't even matter at all you're the college student right so it's the idea of them pursuing something you know in a, in a field that they're probably going to be a part of when they graduate you know what about benji benji was her love interest
0: who joe sees kind of i guess like using her in a way
1: yeah like using her or just being the the dumb boyfriend that she really doesn't need yeah that kind of thing. That's how I viewed him. Really? Yeah, because he was annoying too. Right. Absolutely. Not was annoying. as forty, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later, <laughs> season
0: two. Uh, but yeah, it, it was interesting to me. Like when I was watching it the first time and uh, and talking to my sister about it, I was laughing because I was just like, "Man, I relate to a lot of this," and, and not too- so much the the the, the killer part. But, like, the everyday life and also what he's living and what he's seeing and what he's thinking and how he's putting up with things. I was thinking, this is very interesting. Like, what an interesting look at today. So, who, like, I, it was really interesting. And whoever wrote it understands now.
1: The mentality of how people think. Especially the social media stuff. Right. It really hit me hard. It I was, was like, yeah. this is crazy. It was really Dude. interesting to like think about and analyze because when you're l- watching this show, you get immersed in how the dialogue is written. So you're listening to him talk and you identify with a lot of the things that he's saying because a lot of the times people think like that in their heads when they're looking at someone for the first time. Mm-hmm. But then he takes it a step further, of yeah, course. And we'll it's to a show. That yeah. yeah, That's the but, show part of it, yeah. So when you're listening to him talk, you're like, oh, I really want to how he's talking, you know? And you're like, oh, it's going to be very sweet and cool. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then things happen. It's, yeah, that's the interesting part of this whole show is that's the all these different things happen. And pretty early on in the show, we get introduced to Claudia... Paco
0: and Ron, right. which are Joe's neighbors at the at his, ho- at his apartment that he lives in, and Claudia is a victim of uh, abuse, Ron is the abusive boyfriend slash, I'm not even sure if he's Paco's father or not, mm, I don't know, I don't think So, and Paco is the boy who we learn later um, that Joe relates to because that was pretty much his childhood. Mm-hmm. Growing up. right, And that's pretty important to say, because we don't know that at this point, we learned that in second season, and we're like, oh, no wonder he was so, I don't know, like, he was so sweet to Paco. It was kind of hard to be mean to Paco, because Paco's so damn cute, but because he he related to him at a different level, because that was him when he was Paco's age. So, how did you feel about, well, first off, how did you feel about Claudia and Ron's
1: relationship? Toxic? Right, It was horrible, yeah, right? It was. Because you're you're seeing all this stuff through the kid's point of view. Because you really don't see anything behind closed doors except for when he opens the door and then he's in the hallway with Joe. And then you can see how disgruntled it is most of the time and how he feels about the situation that's going beyond those doors. But you never actually see what happens beyond those doors. Only his perspective. So when Joe meets him for the first time or actually has some dialogue with him, Joe relates to the kid.
0: Yeah.
1: And Paco and, is sweet. Like, and whoever, takes him
0: under his wing. Did you see any pictures of Paco outside of being Paco? Like no. You should look at like go to IMDb and look him up as like, right. the, you know, like he's an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he's adorable. It's amazing. <laughs> like He really is a good actor because it makes you feel so per- terrible for him. Sure. And when you see him as a real person like away from acting and I mean, lights and camera, He's just a cute little kid, like crazy little. Interesting. It was really neat. I go, wow. Okay, he is fine, you know. But (laughs) up until then, I felt terrible. Right, you forget about that. One thing I think that the show did too, for me at least, because I've dated a lot. I don't know if you know this or not, David. But it really captured, (laughs) it really (laughs) captured for me at least, the the true essence and the true feeling of meeting your girlfriend's friends for the first time, right? Or hanging out with her friends. This show captures that. I think, like, if girls don't understand how it is for a guy, mm-hmm. watch this show. Right, exactly. This is exactly how every guy feels. And Whether
1: you admit it or not, it's 100% right. true. And this is why I related to it quite a bit, and I'm sure you related to it quite a bit, within those sequences. Not, again, the extreme yeah, no. idea of who Joe is. Just the root cause. Just the root cause of what makes him so nutty at times. Yeah. Um like right. Peach I mean did you love Peach no oh. I couldn't stand her I couldn't stand her and I guess I mean in the show that's what she was that's how good of an actress she it is wasn't, yeah. it wasn't you were supposed to not like this particular friend and she was played by Shay Mitchell just, right. you know, she was perfect though, right absolutely I really hated I mean, that tone and again you forget about who these people are for real yeah. you really get immersed into the, all these characters because they're so well developed each one of them yeah the it's, writing is yeah. spectacular it's great like, wow! Her yeah. Writing is just. Wow. Again, you told me about this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it on Netflix quite a bit and just passed it over. But you were like, "Yeah, no, you need to sit and watch this because this is going to be a really good show for you to check out." I think you will really like this. Yeah, and I did because I knew. I relate, got sucked in. I knew got relate to it the
0: way I did on a lot of the levels. I got sucked in really fast. I do want to give a shout out real quick to. This is based off a novel called You. Uh, a psychological thriller novel, r- written by Caroline Krepness, Just so you know, and um, you know this was produced by A and E Studios. So they really did a great job. Like I said, how I need to read this book. Um, I haven't looked at it yet, but we definitely need to go to Barnes and
1: I definitely want to see how they broke up the story, within,
0: or if like the, or if the, the book show. already had figured out these little things and then they just translated it into friends right. because there's a lot like I said there's a lot of little things that happen. And I was just like very well, I've been there. Mm-hmm. It was weird. But like again, the k the friends and there are two
1: other friends I didn't mind as much as Peach. No, because they're just they're just average they are like, like
0: Yeah, they're like, like the hanging the out everyday and, friends. And
1: like, hey what is it like? You know, all these things like that. All and these questions Peach was a toxic one. Right. She added in the extra Right. And a mm-hmm. little like oh uh, right. yeah.
0: And there there was a friend that was like the, I don't want to say she was a chubby friend, but she was a chubby friend. Right. And then there was the other friend that I didn't really get into that much. No. Which I thought was no, interesting. She
1: was the side She, she was, was... A
0: side friend that was just kind of like there. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I, I wish I could remember her name, but I cannot. I would say it was Lynn. Something like that. Lynn and then Annika. I remember Annika for sure. Right. Annika and Lynn. Yeah. And then, um, let me see. Was there anyone else that I'm missing? as far as Joe's um employee. Right. All the employees of the at the um Right. And I liked I liked him a lot. He ended up getting with um Blythe. Right. Which was funny. Um which was hilarious actually. <laughs> and I like I liked Blythe, I thought she was yeah. she was And funny. again
1: he was one of those guys that would say things like that to a person that was in that situation. Mm-hmm hey, you just gotta go for it, man. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why you keep looking at people like that. Yeah. You just gotta go for it. And they that had no clue. And they
0: had no clue. And that was the other thing that was interesting to me, too, that I didn't relate to, but, like, everybody that was close to Joe, he lied to. Right. And and he was so... He did it so easy. Like, how could you hide a body in right. the bottom of the bookstore and nobody know? Like, uh, they trusted him. That, that to me, was the scary part. Like, like... Man, you well, he was the only one that had the keys yeah. to, to the basement, well, then, that kind of thing. Paco right. stuck in there, <laughs> stole the keys, that was right. great. And again, he didn't want to be that
1: guy, but he got right. so angry, like, why would you do this to me, You know, that mm-hmm. stuff, so, oh my god. So, this, the switch that happens to him quite a bit within this show also is really amazing, and really a big credit to him as an actor. Penn Badgley. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. He goes from like, oh cool, Joe is pretty Awesome. Yeah. And then Joe's a flipping nut. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he does it so well like Right. It's very seamless too just with expression, yeah. not of how he carries his voice because his voice stays pretty much the same all the way through. It's just how his facial expressions change within the scenes that make him go hey, there's something a little off about you. Uh-huh. And then when something does happen, you're like, okay, now I understand you completely. I love the part where Ron, for the first time,
0: gets in Joe's face in the hallway mm-hmm. and tells him to stay with you. And how yes. Joe doesn't even like look phased or doesn't anything. flinch at all. Again, relate to that completely because everybody thinks they're amazing. And it's mm-hmm. just like, that whole scene, I was just like, Man, Joe's not even. Didn't worried. he say to back
1: off of him or something like that for a second? I think he said something of that. Ron or Joe? Joe said something like, "Either no, you don't want to." At that g- point, he didn't say anything. He said he first He said something, he he said something like, at some a certain point though. He smiled for yeah, a second. The second
0: time he just said, "You need to back yeah, off." Just yeah. that first time though it was just like he was smiling mm-hmm. and thinking, right. "You have no idea, like right. what this is." Sure. So I thought that was interesting too. I was like, "Wow, Joe is mm-hmm. insane for sure." But I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting. I think Joe did a great job. Um, Of course, as the show goes on, Joe and Beck become... Well, because of Joe making decisions for Beck unknowingly to Beck, they become a couple that seemingly are in love. In the perfect love. And only because anything that gets in the
1: way of the love... (laughs) Joe kills (laughs) or gets rid of in some horrible way. Again, it's the way he goes about doing it too. Is like once he finds out something about that particular person, he does tons of research on this person, and then yeah,
0: he does the research enough to where he finds the reason
1: to murder them to do it. Right. He just doesn't do it because he does it because oh, you did this. Okay, now I really have an incentive to do something to you. Steals her phone, her
0: laptop. Everything. Everything. It's like, wow. And then he then he has it. But then what's funny about the show, which is I think is crazy, it drove right. me nuts, is that reasons that he has to do it are pretty legitimate reasons. Right. So I'm like, Wow, she is a bad friend. She is bad friend to Beck. Hmm. She did have stuff to blackmail her. She did have things right. to hold over her all head. these things. She knew what she needed to do in order to get Beck to do whatever she wanted her to do.
1: And that's bad. Right, exactly. But that's bad. It's it's the but when you're watching this show again you're like it's you want to say it's all justified but it's not at all No, not at all but but... when you're watching it you're like he's justified in what he's doing yeah what he wants to do anyway in his mind he thinks it's the right thing to do in our life we would just get back away from peaches yeah
0: absolutely in this show (laughs) he says Oh, I know how to get her away from <laughs> Right, her. I'll kill her. I'll kill her. It'd be her. so easy. Right.
1: I'll take a rock and hit her in the head. <laughs> yeah. you know? While she's running, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I would go, Hey, you need to stop talking to Peaches. She's not yeah. good for you. Yeah, and then exactly. she'd get mad at me, of course. And then I would be like, this is like every relationship I've ever had. She gets mad at everything. Absolutely. As
1: soon as someone says you need to stop talking to somebody, they get angry because they're like, "Why?" I know right. And they make up all these excuses yeah. for that person mm-hmm. and how good of that person she is because of what they've been through with that. Contrary to proof, but then when they can prove that that person is a good person,
0: then they have nothing to stand on. But Beck had nothing. Right. Her she'd always would just stop the conversation. You, just right. don't, you don't understand mm-hmm. a relationship. You don't know off. peaches like I know peaches. Yeah. Kind of I do you know Peaches. And this one's rotten. <laughs> right. Rotten to the bone. Okay. <laughs> if she was at H-E-B, I would have returned her. Right. This is ridiculous. But yeah, it was, again, crazy. <laughs> and I loved every bit of it. Now, you know, there are 10 episodes, and I, I won't go through them all. Well, I won't, guys, this
1: is just the first season. This is just the first season.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I'll, I'll go through some of them. Because um, yeah. they touched back on some of Joe's uh, previous relationships, like the big one with Candace. Yeah. And that's interesting to me
1: also. Well, even the relationship with the bookstore owner prior to him. Yeah. Remember amazing. that whole thing? Yeah. I still don't understand that if that was his father or mm-hmm. that was just a bookstore owner. I think it was just a bookstore owner as far as I can tell.
0: It was just somebody that, huh. you know. Yeah. He owned the book. The guy needed a job. And I think he just saw him as whatever. Yeah.
1: Which was, again, really crazy. And, again, I want to know if they dive into that scenario more in the book. I'm pretty sure they do. I hope they do it more in the next
0: couple of seasons because Mm -hmm. it seems like, to me, two things could have happened. In the second season, we see that he gets adopted by somebody. Maybe it's the bookstore owner. Maybe. Or he goes back to becoming an orphan and just ends up being picked up by the bookstore owner off the streets like Paco and says, Hey, you're going to work for me, blah, 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 and then locks him in a cage. (laughs) No <laughs> which is the best job I think ever. Yes. As long as In the get, basement. Yeah, as long as they get food and that's fine. Do a um, little cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. Um, yeah. John Stamos comes out as Beck's therapist. Yes. And that was interesting too, and he did a really good job. But yeah. again, we again it's interesting things that I related to was like Beck like Joe would lie to Joe's face in front of him.
1: Constantly. All the time,
0: right? Constantly. And it was like... That drove me nuts. Yeah, and it was like, wow, you know, it's because then what does she want? She wants an honest, good person, but in reality, if you turn it around, she's no honest or good. No. Not that she's a killer, but
1: it was really... It goes back to just being human, where... You build up this idea of a person before you even know that person because of how they just look or mm-hmm. who they are or what you see, yeah, right, at a distance, yeah, so you're like, "Oh, cool, She seems cool." And then when you find out more about them, you know they're not perfect, like you envision them to be right, you know, And this show completely does that through Joe's eyes, where he is again justifying every action. He's doing because of the way he feels about the idea of this person or the idea of love, right? Yeah, and not really looking at who the person really is, and how she is throughout this series. And I think it's interesting too because Joe was
0: really watching her, and she still did a lot of things behind his back, and yeah, like Dirty. in right in front of him Dirty. with the fox, <laughs> the fox thing. Right yes, like, man. So she's really good too, you know. Like that's yeah. really interesting Dirty. to me. Dirty. So at the end of it all, it comes down to Joe and Beck, and Joe kills Beck. Yeah. And how did that make you feel when you when you when they cut it like that? Because it just showed the book release and she's dead
1: already and all that stuff. Again, I didn't want her to die. Right. Because she wasn't as bad. You know. <laughs> just a up <little> bit, right? <laughs> a little
0: bit bad. You, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. though?
1: I mean, I don't think she was bad enough to die yeah. put it that way, you know. Um so when they cut that scene you're like, "Oh, maybe he just knocked her out or he just put her away somewhere." Like Candace. Yes. But yeah, we find out. We found out that he strangles her pretty much. Yeah. Um and then that goes into season 2 where he starts seeing images of her in his head. Yeah, he lives with With strangle marks on her neck. So you're like, oh,
0: that's what he did to her. You're like, great, I get it now. Okay, now... Season 2, released December 26th, 2019, which is pretty recent. You still have time to do all of that. Again, we follow Joe. He moves to Los Angeles. um, Changes his name. And he meets um, a chef named Love Quinn. And... He pretends to say that he wants to just stop his old ways. I'm not going to do that anymore because he got scared because he, he can't control himself. I'm not going to do those things anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my ways. But as soon as he meets love and some people at his apartment complex, he just goes right back to being Joe.
1: But again, it's another sequence where you think it's in his head and then the next couple of sequences after, it was all a plan of his the whole time. Yeah. Which was so nuts again. And you're like, oh man, you did it again, and you were just like, "Eh, I'm in love once again.
0: Yep. With love. With love. And it seems like. uh, And he's like, that's just
1: perfect.
0: And his name now is Will Bettelheim. Right. Which is a terrible name. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He meets Love Quinn. He meets 40 Quinn, uh, Love's brother played by James Scully. Uh, Love Quinn is played by Victoria Petretti, who was also in that horror show we were watching. Um, I can't remember the name, but I'll get to it. Mm. Um, also,
1: Candace shows up, which is crazy. Oh. This is a character that ended up in the last season that um, Joe had previous encounters with before Beck. Yeah, um, the, the Haunting of Hill House.
0: Yes. That was the thing she was in, Victoria. And right. she, she's a fantastic actress, mm-hmm. and I hated her as love. Just, really? I did not like love at all. I did not like her character from the beginning, and then I realized why at the end. <laughs> I said, I told my sister, my sister I was like, what do you think about love? And I said, I don't like her. Yeah. She reminds me of somebody that I used to date. So to me, I never liked that kind of person. See, and love for me would be somebody that I would be attracted to. Of course, because she's a murderer. And <laughs> I love murderers. <laughs> but it was like. Just kidding. I didn't like her at all from the beginning. Not even a little right. bit. Especially like the one scene <laughs> that really got me. And I was like, oh, I've had that. Oh, God. Where he made her like breakfast waffles. And then he made his. And then she like took it as in like him going above and beyond to get like close to her. Right, right. I've had that a thousand times. I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to be your friend. And then it turns into... I'm just buying you some pancakes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're the best. I can't believe you bought me waffles. It's like, I don't want anything. I'm just your friend. And it turns into a whole thing. So I thought that was crazy. Here's some orange juice. You're the best. Marry me. I'm like, no, what happened? I just wanted you to have orange juice. I do want to give a huge, huge, huge congratulations. Great job. Because... Like I mean, I always I always look at everything like I do wrestling. Mm-hmm. When you get a person to play a heel or give somebody a, a job in wrestling organizations to become something for to get a reaction from the crowd, mm-hmm. that's one of the hardest jobs to do. The Miz has done a great job. Ric Flair has done a great job where they, they get these characters and they go, go out there, be the heel that they want to love, but also be annoying and annoying enough to where they're still going to buy your t-shirts, but they hate you. Yeah. And um James Scully, who plays Forty Quinn, does that perfectly. Yeah. I hated him so much, I, but I, I rooted for him yes. nonstop. I'm like, please
1: right. don't be such an idiot. Right. But I hated him. Because you his feel bad for him the whole time. The whole time. But he's such a dumb person. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, listen, wake up. Oh man. The whole time you're saying, Wake up, dude.
0: Yeah. Please. I feel so bad for him.
1: Right. But I hate him. And you root for him too because yeah. you're like, okay, now he's gonna make a good decision. And That means okay.
0: that he is a fantastic actor yes. because he does he does just that, and yeah. you just want to go, shut up, right? Stop, stop, right. just listen to people, like stay home every now and then. Don't right. leave your house for like right. a month. Stop going to a party. You stop go to going party. anywhere. Right. God,
1: I'm like, go <sighs> go sit and watch a movie with somebody else. Nobody, just nobody. How yeah. about that? Just sit by yourself. You and need watch to fix your yourself. <laughs> you're terrible. Yeah. And then the way,
0: and then you get to meet love and Forty's parents, and then you see why forty's like that because right. the, well, you could see the why dad way too right where the dad can't stand forty yeah and he's that it's that yearning for love that he just right. continues to try and try it's so sad he's like, give me and, a and
1: he's
0: like no I don't even want to hear you yeah. I, what do you want he tells right. him like what well, how much do you want this right. time exactly why are you coming up uh, to me and asking me so sad okay, it's just a hundred grand <laughs> yeah. I yeah he like, did okay. it I'm like oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah. So of course Will gets into <sighs> so much trouble again because Will wants to be the best lover, the best definition of love. Yeah, he wants also to be the, the, the white best everything. the white knight.
1: Yeah. And it is just like why? He wants to basically be every man wrapped up in one mm-hmm. all the good qualities of just what we ideally want. Or what he thinks people want. Right.
0: Any man, I don't think anybody wants that. Any man. Yeah. Then he meets <clears throat> Delilah Alves, yes. who is his landlord of the uh, the, whole, the the apartment complex he's living in, played by Carmelo Zumbado, and I like their relationship. Right away I said That Hello. was probably... The, <laughs> That was probably the first real relationship except right. for in first season of the, with the and black again, girl. I was rooting for her. Me I too? Was like,
1: yes. And okay. I was like, Yeah, this is great. This How's makes it? more sense for
0: him. And they made a good couple, which was a tough cause he's basically an investigative investigative reporter. Yeah. Only he's an investigative murderer, but <laughs> like they had the same kind of like yeah. thing. They could have been a good power couple. Yeah. Absolutely. Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Anyways, <laughs> Been. I, I really felt bad for her and I really did like um Delilah's sister. Uh she was awesome. I just wish that again <sighs> you know, one thing that I told my sister we were talking about this was like every girl in here is like every girl ever. Here. Yeah, now. Ever. Yeah. Every girl they're all the same. <laughs> Whether they want to hear it or not, it's the truth. They all want to dig and find things. They all want to find something wrong with somebody, whether it's there or not. Right. They, and every
1: one of these girls in the show has done that, so I think it's interesting. Yeah, this is what happens in the show a lot. Yeah. It's, they meet a nice person, they automat- like, ad- automatically go, what's wrong with him? I need to find out what's, yeah. why is he so good? And that's what happens in the show a lot. And then it, and then it's funny because <laughs> then they end up finding out that indeed he is
0: a murderer. Right. And maybe they shouldn't have never looked. Right. They looked too much. Because if they hadn't have dug into Joe, especially the, the Lila. Everything
1: would have been
0: fine. She would have been, yeah, fine. But, oh man, that was a whole other. so Another one, yeah. One thing we'll say, too, is season two, I think, had a lot more twists and turns than season one. Yeah. Season two is kind of like a punch in the gut. A couple of times where you're like, what in the heck S-season is happening? Season one's a
1: slow burn and a good build up. Yeah. Season, to a two, payoff. season 2, you already know the character and what he's capable of doing. So you're anticipating for him to do something throughout this whole Season 2. Um, so there's not much of a build-up in that respect. So now you want to see how those other characters react to how he's being in this part.
0: Alright, so let me say this. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you don't want to know anything about Season 2... Spoiler talk is gonna start right now. So yeah. stop watching stop listening to this and remember in the at the twenty nine thirty mark is when we start talking about spoilers. Yeah. Please go watch it. If you're still here, you well, let me ask it? you this question, David. Sure. This is a spoiler question. Did it when love kills Delilah and also Candace and Joe's reaction is not supportive to her. Did that confuse you? Yeah. Because Absolutely. I like Joe, since the beginning has always said that his definition of love is this is X factor. Right, he would kill for her. I will do anything for you. That's my definition of. love. He finally meets love, who does that for him right in front of his eyes, right in front of him, and then he rejects her. I was very confused by that because I was
1: just like, why. I know it was because he was worried about Delilah's sister and right. also because he was gonna let Delilah go. He has a soft spot for these kids. Yeah. So that's why I think the dilemma happened he in really, his head where he was like he really wanted her to be set free. Yeah. And be with her sister. Because the, and the then first thing when, he says is what about, you know, her right. and what happened Ellie. Yeah. What yeah. happened really took him for a loop and he was like, Why, why did would you, do you do this? Yeah. I promised her that she would be gone, so we can be fine. But you decided to do this, and now I don't know what to think of you. And yeah, it was, it's messed up, it was very messed up. It, yeah, it in was just. Show. Yeah. Because you really feel bad for that character, which one, Ellie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was and, surprised too when he told Ellie,
0: "I'm the one that did this. This and." That. Like, he pretty much confessed to her, because, again, he has that trust with right. with the kids. He thinks, I trust these people. And I was just like, why would he tell her? Did you think it was a mistake, too, when he let go of the guy from The Cage? The one that played the penguin? Uh, no,
1: no, because I I think he, like I said, he's trying to be thoughtful of what he's doing, you know? I don't think he likes what he's doing. What's his name, Jasper? Yeah. I don't think he likes what he's doing at all. No. So he's very conflicted inside. And he wants to make the right choices. So he does in some aspects. But it always backfires on him. Yes. And it's like, oh my god.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. But what about um, when uh, Joe goes after Henderson? Again, it's one of those things where he justifies the fact. I'm not sure for murder, but justifies the fact that these are terrible people. Right. And it was just like, man, Henderson really was a terrible person, yeah. but you know. And then and that was more of an accident when he killed them. But yeah. again, he's
1: put himself in that situation where to have the accident. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, god. It's all justification on his part, which <laughs> is crazy. It's the whole thing's justification, you know. And again, us as a viewer do unless you're a crazy person, mm-hmm do you justify those actions or do you relate to those actions we you know as human beings on some aspects you do and on some aspects you don't you know if you have a shred of morality in your body then you identify with only some things that he does but in most cases you do not because again he does kill people for his gain
0: yeah that's interesting do you think that love is pregnant with Joe's baby or that guy that looked like Thor that came? I think it's, I think it's Thor's baby. I think so too. Yeah. I, do. I think that, I think that's the only way they can go because he's <laughs> going to tell her, I need to see, I need proof that it's mine because it's just so perfect because she's like, I pregnant. And he was going to kill her. And then he was like, what?
1: Right.
0: And it's her. It's going to be a daughter. D- like, how does she know all that? It's right, impossible. Right, right, yeah, I think right. she's lying to me, yeah.
1: honestly, but. I think she's lying just to keep him around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, they fit each other so well on that crazy level. Yeah. So and that's the thing, it's like I did not like And you like... can tell he's already miserable by the end of the oh, yeah. last episode well, he's, he's like the fence line. <laughs> right, he's already he's already looking for other people. What's interesting know?
0: to me, like I said, I did not
1: like love
0: in the beginning cuz I could tell she was fake. Mm. And I hate fake people, but I could tell that she was fake and all that stuff. But when she came out and she killed Delilah And she killed Candace. And she's like, I've done this for my brother. I was like, I kind of like her more now. I like her a lot more now than I did when she was pretending to be the sweet Mm lovey-dovey, let me feed you kind of thing. I'm like, Gross. (laughs) And then when it... Give me the killer. You know, I don't think that's real. I know what you mean. I don't think that's a real person.
1: That's like, to me, I'm like, no. Right. She's sugarcoating everything about her... At least that's not anything that I've ever seen. Right. right. I'm like, Come on. Yeah. Give me
0: a break. Give me the real. And then when you find out she has a private investigator and all that stuff, I was like, there she is. Uh-huh. That's what I like. When she was looking at the files, that face, I'm like, there's a face. I like that face. That's my favorite face. John likes the face. Yeah, she did a good job of being that whole thing. So like, all in all, I mean, I know you I know you really enjoyed it, but like yeah. after everything, now that you watch season one, season two. Did you? How much do you love it now? And where do you think they're gonna go with it, season three?
1: I'm I'm anticipating them to have a lot of friction in season three. Love and Joe. You don't think they're gonna become a strong team? Mm, absolutely <laughs> not. Maybe the first couple episodes, uh-huh. they're gonna be doing stuff together. Maybe, um, but after that, I think he's gonna get really tired and really bored of the idea of just being with her and having to deal with her emotional you know, status. What about Love's mom? Is she going to have him Oh, issue? no, he's going to kill her quick. You think so? He's going to kill her quick. Wow. Either he's going to kill her, or
0: Love's Love going to kill her. her. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Love. Because, is... remember, she loved the brother much more than any of them. Than any of them. Yeah. So, now... You know, all bets are off. All bets are off, dude. And, like I said, this is going into the season three, so, who knows, man. I think it'll be cool. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, and they just announced that they're going to they sign
0: for Season 3. They're making Season 3. Right. It's happening right now. And, and it's such a huge hit. Yeah. I, and I looked on Rotten Tomatoes. And as a series, part one, series one, and two, they both have yeah. a score of 91%. His voice alone is the perfect pitch for this guy. Um, he's very charming, people. I love when he went to Henderson's party and they called him John Mayer. Look, at John <laughs> yeah. Mayer's here. I was like, that's perfect. Yes, yes. If you don't know, I'm a huge John Mayer fanatic. So yeah. should I tell my John Mayer story? Sure. So we go see John Mayer, right, <laughs> at, um, at, um, at the Woodlands. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is right around 2005. Heavier things had just come out, so we went to go see it. And so John Mayer gets on stage, and it was perfect, because the Counting Crows came out and they played forever, what it seemed like. So by the time John Merritt comes on stage, it's a, it's, it's a dusky sunset, you know, and he comes on stage and he plays two of his hits, like Bodies of Wonderland and something, the, the radio play stuff, Sure. and he goes, all right guys, now that I get that crap out of the way, I can start playing real music, so hopefully you guys like blues and jazz and everything that I'm about. I've already seen him in concert, so I was ready to get to the good stuff. Right. He's a fantastic guitarist and singer. And he says right here, I don't know if you guys can see, but right here in the front row is Jimmy Ray Vaughn. He was like, he's backstage with me. He goes, not everybody knows this, but when I was a kid, I wanted to be Stevie Ray Vaughn. And I begged my mom for a radio, because I wanted to hear all his stuff. You know, radio you could put cassettes into. Got, she got me that. The next Christmas, I asked for a guitar. And so by the time it was time for the next Christmas, I already knew how to play every Jimmy Ray Vaughn song ever. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Jimmy. Jimmy told me backstage... I could, I asked him for something, and he said I could do it. He's also, for the first time ever, in Texas, in front of Jimmy, and for Stevie. I'm going to play five Stevie Ray Vaughan songs for nice. you guys. And he just starts crying. Wow. And there's not a dry eye in the whole entire right. audience. Right. We're all crying. Right. I'm crying. Everyone's He's crying. tearing up right now, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was one of the most emotional moments of my life yeah. to see him do this. And he was yeah. still young. Yeah. And... um from that moment on is when I said from here on out I'm going to follow John Mayer to the to the ends of the earth and right, back right, right. because of his love for Sterevon right. and I love Sterevon more than life so it was so cool to see him do that yeah. so that's my Sterevon that's yeah. my, my nice. John Mayer story nice. it was so <laughs> such a great time so I thought that was funny because, you know, I've seen John Mayer for so many years and I'm like, damn, he does look like a young he does, John he Mayer was like really John funny And someone goes, Hey, look, is yeah. John Mayer play us something? Are <laughs> oh, you not him? Get out of here, you loser, you know. <laughs> I was like, Wow, it's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this show it, and what's interesting too is like I don't think it's rated R. Because there's not there's no well there's,
1: there's is there because is I can't even remember. Because it feels like everyday speech. There's not much cussing, but there is a lot of sexual content in There's there. no nudity, though. But there's sexual content. I guess that's true. I'd like um, to know what the rating is. I don't know if I can find it. And there is a lot of blood at times.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Remember so, that
1: robot? Yes. <laughs> on Henderson's
0: place? I was like... Right. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, that's the other thing. Before I, we end, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. When um, Fincher, the cop, goes and stops uh, Joe... And looks to the bag, why didn't he see what was in the bag? I, have, yeah, I mean, were those headphones that expensive? Like he <laughs> just focused on the headphones? Right.
1: He's like, how can this guy I thought Joe was done Yeah.
0: It was a bloody robot, right. blood, all his stuff, <laughs> yes. the gloves everything. and everything.
1: And he's like, Oh, how come he's got
0: such Henderson's stuff? face cut out? Yeah, everything. And all he saw was he's like, Oh too, you telling these away? He's like, Yeah, I'm giving you that. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> He would have had him right yeah. there, it would've, it would've have been amazing. Any sense. Yeah. I I really felt bad for the uh for David. Um I thought for sure he the LAPD officer. I thought they were going to kill him. Do you uh, do you have any things that you didn't like before we finish up? Sure. Uh anything I didn't like that the show did that like I said I didn't like that he didn't fall that he he didn't like after love followed his rules of mm-hmm. what his definition of love is that he didn't just go head over heels for love. Yeah. He just to me that uh, that took me out of Joe's character for a bit. Okay. Even though I understood His love for the girl, Delilah, and the love for her sister. Right. And also how it didn't make any sense because it was more of a shell shock. Yeah. Because he thought Love was the character that she was pretending to be. Yeah. But then when he found out that she's him, they're the same. Right. That's kind of a huge shock because it's like,
1: we're the same. Sure. I like the slow burn in season one. I wish they had more of the slow burn Mm -hmm. in season two than... Than what we got, so that's where it was a little different than season one.
0: And I'm glad it was. I mean, it yeah. needed to be different, but yeah, the slow yeah. burn.
1: I've always loved slow
0: burn, right? Sure. And yeah, Joe is an interesting character. Let me ask you this: without the murderer part, would you would you want to hang out with Joe? Would was you want to be mur- f- Would you, you want to be friends with Joe if
1: he wasn't the murderer? Yeah. Part, but well, you never know. I think so. I mean, he's he's really likable, right? You know when you meet him because he's really you know, smart. He's really smart. He's really charming. He's he's kind of like an everyday dude, mm-hmm. you know, that you could just hang out with and have a good conversation with. So I think that aspect of him, yeah, why not? But if you knew that he was kind of a crazy yeah. <laughs> murderer type, because well, he you know, that's, well, that's one that's thing. Not, but yeah,
0: that's one thing I think is interesting. Is like he must not be a real guy guy because he doesn't have any best guy friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like No, he keeps doing stuff quite a bit. In order to be a guy guy, I think, you have to have a circle of friends that yeah. you can call upon and, and <clears> rib <throat> each other. And and he can't do that because nobody can really know him. Right. And you can tell a lot about a person on who they surround themselves with. And if they're a loner yeah. and have no friends and only
1: are married and have kids... And, and this is what's really interesting. interesting about that sh- this show too is that everyone that he meets has all these kind of circles of friends minus him right so when they say hey let's meet a friend of yours he's like well I don't know you know yeah. kind of thing or he'll make or up an I,
0: excuse they're in New York I'm mean, yes. LA. Yeah, well, right. LA let's go to New York we'll right. fly over there like, he's like well, mm. yeah. <laughs> let me introduce you Ooh. to Blythe me, that'll be great <laughs> let me get my rock <laughs> yeah. Yeah. look through this hole <laughs> oh. <laughs> right he's on the bottom but yeah <laughs> yeah I think it's interesting like they, it really shows you like a Again, we're talking about the Joker movie profile of a serial killer. Yeah. If he doesn't have close friends or people that are close to him to actually know him and his everyday things that he does right. every day, then he's hiding something or something's up. It really, it really makes you go, "Huh, that's right. interesting." You know what I mean? So if you know someone, like yeah. That, so if if you know, you know, know someone. <laughs> think about that before you talk to them more and <laughs> more. Yeah, it's a really interesting study on that because like <laughs> nobody could really get close to him because he he can't. Right. So I think it's very cool. So smart, and yeah. that's what I liked about the show. And yeah. again, kudos to my sister for watching season one first and then saying. She told me it was like I remember it was like yeah. like two Halloweens ago, and she kept saying, "John, John, stop." Like whatever you're watching, stop! I said, I'm not wanting to even watching. I had no time <laughs> at that point. I had no time. Yeah. it was the end of the year, and October, yeah. November, December is just ridiculous. You were doing a bunch but of stuff. I said I can, but then I didn't want to get too far behind. So they go, season two is coming out in December. Before we left to Florida, <laughs> yeah. we I said I'll sit down and watch it. Also, we have something to talk about, and then I was just blown away. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is such a smart yeah.
1: show. My my kiddo wasn't with me for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So when you were like you should go and watch this movie, so not movie, a series. Yeah. And I went home and I was like, you know, I'll give it a shot. I said my kid's not here for a couple of days, I can binge it a little bit and from the first episode I was just like, Okay, what time is it? Okay, I can watch another one, I can watch yeah.
0: another one. I <laughs> me not got three <laughs> <laughs> at, at least three and yeah. then, you know, that kind
1: of thing and, and
0: yeah, it was great. And I can't wait for season three. Yeah. So
1: fantastic show.
0: Yeah. Uh, to everybody involved to all the writers and the actors and the set designers and the costume designers and everybody involved. So congratulations on a great job. The color saturation of the actual show itself, beautiful, perfect. And again, even their outfits are not like, I don't know, I, I see some shows where I'm like, no one would wear that. They're every Everything day. he's wearing, is like, day. I'd
1: wear that. Yeah. I have that. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I loved it. Any final words for it? I think it's great. It's yeah. great. You You need to watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, you should watch it. Like I said, Season one, season two are out right now. Twenty episodes total, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty hours of your life. Yeah, twenty hours of your life. You know, probably the best
0: twenty hours you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a good time with it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, David, again, thank you for hanging out yeah, and talking. Man, it's always fun. We'll do uh, we'll do something here. For, I think the next one coming up, movie wise, will be Birds of Prey. Okay. And I saw a preview for that where they show him putting on the black yeah, mask. Yeah. Did you see that? So, yeah, so uh, Maybe there's some hope. It is rated R, <laughs> so I'm hoping for that. They're, but They're in a good streak right now, so we'll see. I hope so. God, I hope so, so bad. So for sure, next time up will be Birds of Prey. As for this, uh, this was for the show You on Netflix. Make sure to check it out. It is fantastic. Again, if you watch it and you want to talk about it, please email me at therealnerfjoker at gmail.com. Go to my Facebook, Corpus Christi Joker, and put some comments on this post. We could talk about the show, You. I would appreciate it. And anything that you guys think that you want me to do a review on that is on Netflix, please put it in the comments because I've been watching a lot of stuff. And I'm very particular on what I review on Netflix because there's just so much. I couldn't do everything. But when it's good, like this show is You, uh, this is worth doing the podcast for because it was fan. Fantastic, and it's going so good. Alright guys, thank you all so much for joining me, and David, thank you again David, you're the best. Thank you sir, appreciate it. And as always, thank you for riding the waves on J-Waves, much love.